Hey, welcome to another episode of Also Random But Not. This is MC Davis, your host, and I am happy to be here with you uh, with my awesome guest, uh, Banks Nelson. And I'm just going to let it go. Uh, we just kind of got right into it. So uh, this is what we this is what it's like. Revolutionary, so, like people that enjoy. we into. So Miles Davis is a perfect example of that. He was a, a revolutionary. And I think that part of that revolutionary part is is that we get to be trailblazers without being called trailblazers, right? And then like a isn't that like a part of it? Like what he did for music, he actually didn't have a opinion about it, rather than the fact that he just was a part of the thing. Yeah. Like he treated yeah. music how we treat astral, you know, projection. Like he just he just oh. he just went there. There was no like step one, step two. There's no time. There's no right? time. It is the moment, right? It, that's what I love about music and dancing and stuff like that. Is that and astral projection is. It's about in the moment. It's not about getting to the end. If it was about getting to the end, then the, the fastest musicians would be the, the best. Right? That's it. That's <laughs> it. I, I think I read somewhere recently um, that the finish line, anything, is strictly for the ego. I think I told you that in maybe a text. Oh, 100%. And that's true. I've learned that over time. I've, when I was young, I, I ran many, many marathons, probably 10, 11. I mean, just whatever. I just loved to run because I, for whatever reason, it was the cheapest sport to get involved in. <laughs> and other than the fact yeah. I had to go buy some shoes, I could just I could just hit my fifteen feet to the deck, and there were there had to be a runner. Uh, and so for me, I didn't care how fast I was going, I didn't care how slow I was going. I just want to be in that moment. And that was my first experience with flow. My first experience with flow, anything flow was yeah. it was in that space. And I remember looking at that race, and every race I've ever been in, it since then has been even more. I'm like, this was twenty six miles, but let me be real clear. From from here to that stop sign is a race. Done. From that stop sign to that tree over there, done. From that tree to that car over there, done. So by the time I get done with 26 miles, I've ran 1,500 races in that time. Yeah, I feel you. It's interesting because recently I've been in this whole thing of like trying not to see the, the end of the metaphorical path in my life. That's it. But just see the next step. Yeah. That's it. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Like how do you get to visualize not the car in front of you, but the three cars in front of that car? But yeah. then also don't care about the fucks about that. Like, let it be what yeah. it is. Don't give it too much meaning. Don't give the third car more meaning than the first car. And like, yeah. it's like going into the Pacific Ocean and judging the waves. Like, oh, this wave is much better than this wave. <laughs> but ultimately, we just all in the same. Like, we don't really need to know the difference because it all coincides. That's it. That's it. So let me ask you a question. Synchronicity. How does it, what does that smell like for you? Like, if you were to smell synchronicity, what does that, what does that, what does that smell like? I'm so, it's so funny that you asked me this because I was just on my way home um, and I was thinking, I hope he asks me about synchronicity. So this in itself is a synchronicity. Yeah, the whole podcast is about synchronicity, just FYI. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so here's, here's my feeling about synchronicity. Um, everything comes from a source, no matter what religion, what faith, what spiritual, if you're atheist, agnostic, right. uh, it really doesn't matter. We all believe in that singularity that we all come from that source. Right. Uh, so therefore, if everything came from a source, everything is source. So everything is a synchronicity. Everything is connected. Mm-hmm. It's just that once you awaken to that and um, kind of like understand that realm mm-hmm. is when you start seeing it more. Right. And I like to describe synchronicity as um, like an event or a, or a series of events, whether they be numbers or just strange coincidences right. that that trigger you in such a way that's like, is someone playing a trick on me? 
but then you realize that like the trick is so deep that really the only person that could even know that about you is you. Right. Right. So it's like you're playing a trick on yourself. If I keep big, I look at it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I look at it like you you are playing a trick on yourself because really what's happening is it's it's you noticing you noticing you, <laughs> and then once once you notice each other, you can't unnotice any of you. Yeah. If like everything else we talk about, the first time most of us experience synchronicity in the, in the very light, playful way is when we're looking for a car that we want to buy. And I've been wanting this white Honda for a hot minute. I've been looking at online and all things. I never see it out in town. Never see it out in town, of course. Because, you know, you, you're the only one that's won a white Honda. And so the moment you decide to buy the white Honda, you drop it off the lot. And guess what you see? All white Hondas. And somehow there's a reality of like, oh, well, hold on. I, didn't, I saw it before. Did I see it before? Did I? Was I? You know, and I think that's the kind of common language around sensory. And that's why I asked you that smell question, because I think when you can lean into synchronicity at the sensory level, touch, feeling, taste, sight, all the things that we that we often limit ourselves by just by just the full transparency. Like, what does that feel like for you when you're thinking about what a synchronicity smell like or taste like or feel like? Because ultimately, that's how we are designed from birth, our first interest in life in the womb comes through sound which is why we parents and others sing to us in the womb through the belly and i think that's our first that's our first device that opens up probably in in the womb is our is our ability to hear for me it's it's so i know i i am a musician i'm an mc and i've been making music my whole life and you know i'm kind of einstein once said like basically that we were music but Mm. Beyond that, like for me, it's euphoric. Yes, yes. When when I when I witness myself noticing myself, and it's like a wink from the universe, which is me. <laughs> it's very euphoric, and just like, oh yeah, thank you for reminding me <laughs> of, of what I am. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that's the crazy and the most seductive part about synchronicity is that we don't have to do anything up to be present in the moment and like just be aware of the awareness like you said the witnessing like that witnessing part for me it t- it's taken me 40 something years to recognize that not i didn't wake yeah. up one day when i was in my teenage years and think about that or wake up in my 30s thinking about that or my first job or my first six-figure income whatever that thing is that's monumental it didn't happen then it happened when i was most quiet it happened when i was bored it happened when i was sitting there just in my own body all of a sudden this thing began to manifest so it was like, it wasn't through the noise of my life. It was actually through the quiet parts of my life that I was able to say yes to. And that shadow work is so important. And I think that people, um, people can fuse like, um, they, they don't want to feel the pain of doing shadow work of kind of being alone and being in your thoughts and, and possibly things bubbling up. Yeah. And it's like that balance, right. Between, between discovering more about yourself, which then you discover more about the outside world at the same time, or being being afraid of that, and then you're afraid of the outside world. You know? right. I read one time that, like, for um, I, I do a lot of like shaman work, shamanistic type right. work, and a lot of that is with spirit animals. And I read something about spiders that I thought was interesting, and it said that like when your life is kind of like crazy and in shambles, and you're afraid of what's happening next, then you're afraid of spiders. But when your life is at peace, you're not afraid of spiders. And I am definitely personally experienced that. 
would, I've always said if I ever were to go down this ayahuasca path, but most of us in this kind of realm do eventually you get, you get called to mother in that regard. Uh, I think my spirit animal and my death animal and my nightmare of all the animals will be the spider. <laughs> I'm just like, and I, cause I always have this innate and I think funny you bring that up. Cause I always have this apologetic approach to spiders in my house. I'm like, I'm sorry. I have to kill you. You can't be in here. You can't be in my bed. I got to sleep. I have this whole narration I have to go through before I decide to do the thing that needs to be done in my life. <laughs> but I'm thinking it's a reflection of you, basically. It totally is. And I think I've I recognize that over the years and I've started to and it's not about the killing that gets to me. It is this it is this reverence that I have for the spider in that regard. Oh yeah, kinda and most bugs, you know, bugs just show up, whatever. I don't I don't have an opinion yeah. one way or the other, but for some reason spiders for some reason and it's it is crazy you bring that up. Um they have a different that's, that's texture. The one for you, huh? That's the one for me. <laughs> you know, it's very interesting because I didn't realize that what they represent is um, how they are able to, in a disaster, kind of pick up their home and move and be okay. That's something I'm experiencing a lot of right now. I mean, there's definitely I'm some. No surprise we're talking about it. Oh, absolutely. I'm not. Well, obviously, you know, I mean, this is what we do. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not too surprised. <laughs> but also, I think the synchronicity web becomes the form like i didn't know not that i had this ego about it i didn't know that there was a word out there people out there talking about synchronicity in this in this context i didn't think there was a word out there that was really emboldened by talking about this conversation about synchronicity to me it was sort of like woo woo but also yeah it's a thing it wasn't until i had my my credible journey through telemedicine and had that real epiphany about how things were really connected like i had a clue but it wasn't until i was in the connected tissue in the thing and yeah. the molecule and the connective tissue that it really stuck. <laughs> um, so no, nah, man, I want to thank you, man, for being on this. I know we, we could probably talk 20 hours on this topic and we will one day, most likely. I'm sure when we yeah. get to the point where we can just like get in the same zip code, we're going to do that, do that thing. But for now, thank you so much, Banks, for being on this cast. Uh, honestly, this, this conversation is near and dear to my heart, near and dear to your heart. And I can't even thank you for being a part of this, man. No doubt, man. Just remember, everything matters. Nothing matters. <laughs> I'm talking about. Don't be leaving. Don't be leaving me threatening me with a good time when I went on the end of this podcast. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs>